Welcome to the 20th episode of the Real Life Diabetes Podcast, the Ask Us Anything number two edition. If you're new, we figured we could actually reintroduce ourselves. We haven't done this in a while. You know, if you haven't looked up our bios in the bottom of the show or something, then you'd have no idea who we are. So, and why would um, you? And yeah, why would you want to know? Maybe you just enjoy, <laughs> you know, not knowing who we are. We don't. We don't need identities. We don't. All right, but anyway, I'm one of your hosts, Ryan Fightmaster, person with type one diabetes. Uh, DiabetesDailyGrind.com, co-founder, currently in my second year of medical school, and I'm really into mountain biking right now. That's it. That's basically all of my important things going on. Well, and I'm. Life. The uh, co-founder as well and host of the Real Life Diabetes Podcast. What's your name? Amber Kluwer. I've got I've had diabetes for just um, 33 years. So expert in the field of staying alive. That's about it. Dang right. On a good day. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So we're finally answering your questions today. Finally. We're back. Q&A number two. All these were recorded on SpeakPipe. Um, we love this from our pie. website. Yeah, that little tab on the right side. It's awesome. Thank you, everybody. Um, the questions today were really high quality. We're talking about how to eat at a food truck, taking the first steps into a healthy lifestyle, mm-hmm. how to face the looming complications throughout your life, mm-hmm. and uh, and naturally bourbon and blood sugar. Oh, and carb counting. Or, oh yeah, or the lack thereof. <laughs> oh yeah, and carb counting, mm-hmm. <laughs> or carbs in the mind counting. Well, and we're lucky too. We had a couple of. DOC royalty. We did chime in, oh. um, so we're excited to plug a couple of other folks that are they're grinding with us. We trust the quality of the question. Yeah, mm-hmm. we know where it's coming. Hopefully, from. they won't judge us with what we came up with. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be like, "Really? How are you talking about this?" To that point, please keep in mind we are no experts. Yeah, okay, any advice we give should be taken with a family-sized grain of salt, <laughs> <laughs> like a shaker of salt. Okay, this is only our thoughts. Okay, we would love to hear yours too. Yeah. So if you have a response to one of the questions we answered today that you would like to go ahead and contribute, you can jot them down in the show notes on our website in the comments section. Oh yeah, please do. I eat too much candy. Sugar it ain't a pager, it's a pumper when I'm Jones and it comes in handy. Tell me sugar mama what you A1C. Are you into endocrinology? The pricker is a pricker and the pumper is pumping. Like Spring's a pretty awesome time, right? Yeah, especially if you live where we do in Oklahoma, where it's, it's already 80 degrees. Okay. It was 60 yesterday. And with that, brings a few announcements. You, you like how I just used the season to insert announcements right in the middle of the show? <laughs> There's really no reason to, to mention the season. Okay, doesn't matter. All right, we're reopening slots on the site for guest writers on the website. Oh, yeah. Okay, if writing's your thing, if you've got a unique way of living your diabetes life, we would love to connect with you. So if you got a story to tell, hit us up on Twitter at Diabetes Grind. You can send us a direct message or on Facebook or shoot us an email at info diabetesdailygrind.com. And I just want to make it really clear, really, even though Ryan and I both have type 1 diabetes, we really want to branch out. So if you're, um, what is an LADA? Mm-hmm. Late onset. <laughs> it's so hard for me to say. Or you have type 2. Mm-hmm. Um, a parent pre-diabetes i mean anybody that is affected by the disease as a whole we want to hear from you and your message could definitely um hit home with somebody else absolutely you never know yeah Yeah, if there's one thing we've learned everybody's message hits somehow with somebody for sure um all the questions today we recorded like we mentioned a second ago from the speak pike tab and it's on the right side of our homepage. we promise to answer your question if you leave it uh once you click the banner you talk that's simple we get emailed the question i mean it it can be done in under two minutes it's awesome and literally we will talk about any topic so bring it on 
And a big thank you to everyone who has supported the show over the last year and a half. We love doing this, and y'all have made it happen. Those Amazon purchases, the shares on social media, the emails, the iTunes reviews. We really appreciate it. Thank you for making us uh, uh, push forward with this. And we love doing this. It fuels us, absolutely. No doubt. So speaking of the iTunes review, don't forget that's coming up at the conclusion of today's show. (laughs) This is Mike Hoskins in Detroit, Michigan, and I have a question for both Ryan and Amber. How do you both bolus and account for good beer and good bourbon? Don't you think Mike's making a big assumption here? I mean... I feel like he's saying that we drink alcohol or something. Well, some of us have written about it. We did have him on the podcast to talk right. explicitly about this. And I just a had little, a little ways ago, so a That's couple fair. of drinks with him. So yeah, he, uh, <laughs> he knows. He knows. Yeah, you, you guys just hung out for the first time. Yeah, we had enjoyed enjoyed a couple of adult beverages. Yes. Yes. Okay. So wh- so how do we how do we approach that? I think uh, how about that? well. So many things, and it's gonna, I feel like it's going to make me sound like an alcoholic. So, so if we're going to be just specific about it, good beer and bourbon, good beer, I just do my best to drink in moderation. Mm-hmm. Like one, maybe two. Okay. I let it ride. Everybody's going to be mad about this. Sorry, universe, but <laughs> I let my blood sugar ride a little high, and then I then shoot up a little later. Can you tell? Uh, the audience about your recent experience at our DDG happy hour where you told some other oh, folks in the diabetes gosh. community the about this. Yeah. CDEs, everybody was there. <laughs> we had, <laughs> we were drinking an IPA. Ryan and I were drinking the same and so was one of the endocrinologists. And Right, yeah. We're just drinking, yeah, having a beer, having a beer. And we all, I mean, and literally we questioned everybody at the table in like a fun conversation about how many carbs do you think is in this beer? And it was just funny to hear everybody. And so I made the comment about how I knew what my blood sugar was going in I knew that I was going to have at least one good beer and I was going to let it ride high and then move to vodka (laughs) and then see if I needed to shoot up. And so they were just like chins dropped to the table and that's not what you're supposed to do. But that's what seems to work with me when it comes to those types of beers. But I also choose not to really, uh, I have to really think about twice and because beer just doesn't make me feel good. Right. Yeah. What about you? Maybe this goes back to the whole whether or not you have celiac disease or not. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> There's not, you're not, you're not matching up a whole lot with the celiac. That's coming in a future episode. <laughs> I, I, th- I think the the first rule here in the ask us anything like beer conversation thing here is you got to know where you're at going in. Absolutely. You have to know, cause this is the foundation because you're really, you're, you have to be able to track going forward, but then also know where you're at. Okay. So First, know where you're at going in. If if I'm if I'm high, I don't drink a beer because you're bringing in too much insulin to also have to correct. Hmm. If I'm low, I don't drink a beer either because you can't really always count on beer to bring your blood sugar up before it eventually drops out. Right, the bottoming out is the hardest part. Later exactly. Yeah. So I, uh, if I'm if I'm sitting there and I know I'm going to be at a bar for a couple hours, then I'll take a bolus until I get back into the zone, and then and then I'll go ahead and start taking insulin. Well, and I think that's the difference too between us and that you have. I, a lot more freedom having the pump mm. in my mind because yeah that's a little different isn't it you can dial up a little bit at a time where i would just guesstimate correct and go from there so and then moving on to bourbon do you even drink bourbon no i do not, I do not. <laughs> i've had whiskey before I've... 
Well, my only thoughts on that is, um, you know, I don't drink it when it's all fruity and there's cherry juice and sugar and all kinds of crap like that. So just one on the rocks or a little bit of water. I haven't ever seen a fluctuation. Again, that's one of those things where I wouldn't sit and drink five of them, which could obviously affect my blood sugar because of the alcohol. But so good question. But good question, Micah. I've got some more to throw in on this. Yeah. Before we move please. on. It's you gotta know the the time range here. Because even if you have one really strong bourbon drink, get remember when you had it. Because oh, if it's okay. two hours later, your vulture is gonna drop. I mean, it's just science. Your liver's only capable of doing so many things. And whenever it has alcohol in the system, eventually it stops kicking out glucose. And so then that's gonna lead to low blood sugars eventually down the path. It is. Interesting. Yeah. And so it's it's something you can count on. And I may so do you an gotta experiment know, on that. I mean, and it may be, one, I think you're usually not introducing the eventual low blood sugar with just one drink, no matter what the drink is. Mm-hmm. But when you start getting into the two range, I think the two is whenever you will see the downtrend. Now, if you drink two IPAs, don't test your blood sugar, don't bolus form, you know, you're probably not going to see as much of a downtrend because your blood sugar is sitting at 350. Yeah. You know, so you're probably not going to see the same kind of issue because you're already that high. But if you're actually actively bolusing for beer, two hours later... You're probably going to see your blood sugar go down, especially when you start having, if, if you venture into like the four, the five, the six, and you're taking shots, I mean, that's whenever you really, really, really need to know how long you've been drinking because eventually the liver is going to stop. Well, and also there's so many other factors too. What other, what, what food did you have in your body before? What insulin was already there? Are you outside sweating like at a barbecue? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. Are you moving? <laughs> Are you drinking a, your beer? Are you running a 5K and drinking a beer every mile? Gosh, that's my worst nightmare. That is the recipe for hypoglycemic madness. <laughs> if we decide to do such an event, it will be logged. It will be thoroughly. logged. And there will be healthcare professionals. My costumes, you will be joining us on this venture. We have a couple of beer adventures. Bottom line, respect the alcohol and be extraordinarily careful. And test your blood sugar. Yeah. Keep an eye on it. But you know? One, you're probably gonna be all right. Felt probably be all right. Just pay attention, yeah, and learn from the mistakes. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. Hi, Amber. Hi, Ryan. This is Alice from San Antonio, Texas. I've got a kid with type one. I have a, a long-term complications type of question because um, when I stare out into the future and imagine my son with diabetes as an adult, I can't see where the complications are going to fit in. So have complications played out in your life? I know it's a personal question. So if you don't want to answer it, uh, I totally understand. Thanks. Well, Oh, complications, the doom and gloom. It is. It's the, it's the, it's the, the grim reaper that lurks over the top of everybody's head. Who's, I feel like he's holding a needle, a, a big needle, maybe a tester. Yes, a big needle. A big needle. Yeah. Got, no, I think the, the Grim Reaper is holding one of those lances that they make you test your blood sugar with at the doctor's office. Oh, that are like bruise your finger. Yeah, the bruise your finger ones. <laughs> yeah. So the complications. It's hard because you, you're aware of them. You're aware. I think right now, um, being in medical school, you're I'm hyper aware because <laughs> almost every lecture we have, there's a complication associated with high blood sugars. Yeah, Ryan, why don't yeah. you go ahead and share? Because I, as I've talked about a lot, enjoy red wine. So what's the difference in what numbers go down if I have this? What, what, yeah, the numbers, <laughs> if I have a second glass of something, I'm like, God bless. Are you talking about our denial? 
Well, the denial. Yeah, the one about this... blood pressure or something. Oh, we were okay. So I, I think this this is tie, valid. this ties back in. This yeah, ties back in. Yeah, yeah. So we were talking the day about you know what is it about diabetes complications that don't scare people into mm-hmm. taking care of their numbers? You know. And so what is it about it that's so scary? Why do people continue to eat the same things or continue to ride blood sugars a little bit higher? I think we're all victim to this. I've wrote about this. I know you've talked about some. I'm in denial. Denial exists. (laughs) (laughs) And I think you were like, how could somebody not know that they're going to get their foot amputated one day? Right. And and that was the question. I was like, well, you know, know, if you told somebody that they were going to have to stop drinking wine, period, and it was going to lower their systolic blood sugar by 10 to 15 points. Mm Mm-hmm. That person would still have a really hard time giving up that glass of wine, even though they know that their blood pressure is supposed to be lower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's hard to really tie blood pressure being high for 25 years right? with today mm-hmm. and that heart attack that could happen 25 years from now mm-hmm. You know, versus what's going on right now. And so I think that's the issue here. Well, and going back, so Alice, thanks for your, per- you know, I don't mind talking about things like this. Um and I've actually written about the fact that when I celebrated my 20th anniversary, I mean, I cried. I was so excited because I had come to this monumental. Yep. They, when I was diagnosed, they said, if you live to your 20th, then great. But most likely you will lose a foot or toe or probably be blind. You were told that? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. Doom and gloom. Doom and gloom. And no offense to the people. That was the That's the information that they had at the time. So the 20 year mark with no complications at that point, I'd only, I think I had one time a problem in high school and I lost a bunch of weight and I was on the verge of decay, but, but I, but I was poor management. So, and I wasn't testing, I wasn't taking care of myself. I was still yeah. giving my shots as directed. I was compliant, but, um, I wasn't doing all the other factors. So fast forward now in my 33rd year. Only in the past 18 months have I seen anything, anything which was, um, what is it called? Uh, Ret- retinopathy. Retinopathy. Mm-hmm. And Ryan actually was at the eye doctor with me when we discovered that. And so totally freaked out, scared the crap out of me because that was one of the things I've always feared. And then we started talking about not only is it a diabetes related, but stress, blood pressure and other things. So I felt like there were so many factors there and it was up to me to dial it back. All of that could be reversed. So that's for me. Yeah, I'm just, and then I went to a specialist. I don't know what they're called. Um, like an Ophthalmologist. Eye. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> that's thank a crazy you. word. <laughs> like, and um, he was like, don't worry about it. Let's just see you in a year. There's no reason to have any, to have this level of stress about it. And so you just got to do, for me, I just say, do the best that you can. That's all you can do. It, it's, it's tough, isn't it? To, because you know it can happen, you know, and you know that a high A1C predicts those specific scores. Right. And so whenever you do have a high A1C, you, you automatically feel like a failure. Right. And you feel like one day if you ever did, you know, have nephropathy right. or something like that, you would think, oh man, it's all my fault. Right. A lot of guilt. A lot of guilt. Yeah. But you also think about it too, Ryan, with everybody. I mean, we all, a lot of us do our best to be in good health, but- even if you're the pinnacle of good health, you can still be diagnosed with cancer or something else. So complications and diabetes related, I just feel like that's a heavy weight to wear if you keep that in the back of your mind. Oh, it's definitely a heavy weight. So I think we, we know that we can control the percentage chance that we're going to have from... Right. Or, or we can control the possibilities, right? Mm-hmm. So just we got to just do our best. 
and be honest and confront the denial when it does show up. Oh, the denial. Listen to people when they tell you you should probably be taking better care of yourself. You know, like listen to those voices, take action. But there's some things you just can't prevent. I may get that. We have a chronic disease. We have a chronic disease. That may be something I get tattooed on my hand. Like anytime, like anytime I think about doing something that I know I shouldn't, I'd look at that and I'd be like, damn denials on my, I know exactly what I'm doing. Dang it. Anyhow. And then you, you start looking at it and you're like, whose hand is this? <laughs> is this my body? Who am I? Well, I hope we answered your question, Alice. Great question, Alice. Thank you. That really did just come to my mind. Like, I, I think I could have tattooed maybe on this wrist. Maybe. Hey guys, Scott Johnson here. Just uh, one of your biggest fans calling in to ask you a quick question about the Ask You Anything segment. And of course, I'm asking for a friend, and I'm doing air quotes even though you can't see it. Let's say you've got someone who follows a pretty standard, uh, not so healthy diet, exercises a little bit, but doesn't think too much about the quality of food that he's eating and uh, is interested in moving to a healthier diet and what are some gradual baby steps first things to think about Um, my friend is also very good at uh, swinging all the way to the perfectionism end of the the, uh, pendulum and uh, burning out failing to meet his own expectations and then uh, giving up and, and throwing it all away so I think a better approach would be to learn about some gradual, easy baby steps um, and, and learning to move slowly into that, which also might be a good opportunity for you guys to talk about uh, how you transitioned into some good, healthy lifestyle habits. All right. Keep up the great work. And I can't wait to listen. And I hope to talk to you guys again soon. Thanks. Do you know the friend he's talking about? <laughs> I feel like I do. This guy. We all have that friend. We we all have that friend. We all have that friend. Most of them don't listen though, and especially yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially if the friend is us. The person <laughs> definitely doesn't listen very well. <laughs> right. Well, I don't know. I think right off the bat, I would say a good first step. And I like the way that you addressed it with you're all or nothing, and then you let yourself down. Mm. You're human. And I, I just wrote about either there are two, in my mind, two types of people in this world, those that tiptoe into a scenario and those that just jump. Yep. So determine what's going to be best for you. And I think a good place to start, should you want to tiptoe into this is try to do your best if you to cut out a little bit of the processed foods. So the white breads, the processed cheese for that person that loves white bread, grilled cheeses with ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, who could that be? <laughs> And, um, also make it a family affair. So everybody research a fun recipe that uses a vegetable, maybe that you're not familiar with. So it's a group effort and you make it fun. Mm. It doesn't have to be a chore. I really like that. Starting with the processed food and getting the whole family involved. Yeah. It's simple. It's a, it's a rule. It's a simple rule. You know, I I heard Dr. Oz say this once that, uh, people don't change because of what they know. People change because of what they feel. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think we have to 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 change uh, the motivations for why. It's right. like, what's the reason to be healthy? Why do I why do I eat more quality foods? Oh yeah, well you talked you taught about this in Health Corps. So wh- how would you get the the kids essentially to drop the fire Cheetos? 
and, and pick up something that's healthier. Was that, how, what was the wording that you used for that? Well, I think reasoning sometimes with a 15 year old in the hallway <laughs> with a bag of hot Cheetos is different than reasoning with a fully functioning <laughs> adult, successful person like Scott. True. You know, I mean, it, it, I, I think all of us have issues with this. So nobody's perfect here, you know, I, but knowing the why is so important. You know, it's like whenever I wake up in the morning, I, it's easy to just pick whatever's around and what tastes good. Mm-hmm. But I know that I'm going to have to have my study game on point at 7 p.m. tonight. Whenever I get out and I don't have anything else going on, I've got to be on point. And so the only way I'm going to get there is if I ate quality food in the afternoon. Right. Because if not, I'm going to be done. And it's like, oh, let's, uh, are the Thunder playing tonight? Right. Like, oh, you want to be know, your I best. Can, I can hit it tomorrow morning fresh. It's like, but no, we got it. How can we be our best? And I think it's, if we start eating quality foods, we have to develop the feel. You got to feel it first. Can you feel mm-hmm. the difference of what it's like to eat clean for a day? And then what do you feel like? And then let's start, let's start measuring all of our choices after that mm-hmm. on how we feel. So yeah, I think that's how I would use it. I used to talk to high school kids about that. It was like, how'd you feel in the soccer game right after... You had, you know, three um, donuts or something. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, three bags of hot Cheetos, whatever, and go play a soccer game versus, um, you know, a peanut butter and banana sandwich you made right before. How'd you feel? So right. we'd always have that talk. But yeah, I think I think that's it. How do you feel? Well, and we've talked about it too. The Walking Science Project. You start journaling or do mm. something like even if you had a little book or put it in your phone. Hey, today I introduced. I chose, um, like I just made, um, cauliflower mashed potatoes, Mm. choosing that over maybe potatoes, like really mashed, real mashed potatoes. And just see if you can tell a difference. And for me, real potatoes would drag me down. So that's why I choose the cauliflower. So Mm. personal choices, but mainly because I felt better with, and still got the flavor in my mind that I wanted from it. So absolutely. Yeah. And being a person that's not the, or I am more of the all in person mm-hmm. for certain things. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but uh, that's, that doesn't hold true all the time either. And I think right. just one healthy, like one side of broccoli with some pizza is better than just pizza. Right. You know, I mean, yeah. just th- that little thing on the side helps. So we're going to have someone healthy and maybe have a salad on the side. Yeah. Yeah. The health. Health. Uh, I'm going to add one last thing because I feel like I know this friend. Artificial sweeteners make you feel bad. Mm. And you don't know that until you stop consuming them. Um, I cannot speak to the uh, scientific literature proving what Amber just said, but I trust her. It makes a ton (laughs) of sense personally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, best of luck. Scott, I hope your friend... uh, We'd love to hear back about this. So... Keep us posted as to the lifestyle choices this person decides to take on. Absolutely, best Good of luck. best of luck, man. Oh, oh, last thing. Okay, you. Okay, Amber, you're big on the uh, the Michael Pollan, the Netflix. Oh yeah, stuff. His new show that came out, Cooked or whatever. Oh, Cooked, yeah. Okay, I haven't seen it yet, but his book called The Food Rules mm-hmm. was awesome. This thing you can read it in like 30 minutes. It's a tiny book. There's like 50 rules based off of um, thousands of generations of humans and what works food wise. And I read that book and it was, it was a game changer. Food, yeah. Food rules. Good plug on that. And too, if you want to watch it with your family, it's a family friendly, like I think there's four different, um, short docs out there. I think it's like, it's on Netflix, Netflix or Hulu. Yeah. Just cooked, right? Man, it is amazing. And then he addresses, 
the process of how things are made. And it gives you a better understanding that allows you to make better choices. I feel like knowledge is power in that for sure. So, Oh my gosh. Yeah. His insights are incredible. Pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. We'll plug all of that in the show notes yeah, today. For sure. Hey, thanks again, Scott. Thank you. Appreciate it, everybody leaving questions. <laughs> Hi, this is Ray from Shawnee, Oklahoma, and I have a question about counting carbs. I know that a major thing with diabetes management is kind of to know how many carbs you're eating so you can plan your insulin dosage. So my question is, how do you estimate the amount of carbs you're eating when the food doesn't have a label? Like if a friend brings a snack into work or you choose to eat lunch from a food truck, how do you make sure that you're managing your blood sugar level properly? Thank you so much. Keep up the good work. Great question. What do you think? Well, I immediately think, well, it's a, we're a walking shit show and it's a guessing game no matter what. So, um, it's a lot of it is just a guessing game. Some, some days it's a guessing game, but I feel like, especially being when you're newly diagnosed, taking the time to get the tools you need. There are little pocketbooks. There's now apps on your phone. So Mm -hmm. for me, it's always foreign foods that are, I question, because I really don't know the, the, what, what it's made of. And yeah, we talked about that with vegan Amy, like eating crazy stuff in another country. If you pick a piece of fruit, you have no idea. So it's a, it's a really good question though, right? Yeah, yeah. Because those moments where you don't know what you've got in a, in a particular food, uh, those can stack up on you if you've built uh, bad habits as far as carb counting go. Oh yeah. You know, and I think some of those bad habits aren't necessarily like I, I'm, I'm a person that's not a great carb counter. I'll admit that, but it's because I eat mostly the same stuff almost every day. Right. You know, and I know that you eat pretty structured too, right? Right. Yeah. Food wise. And so you, you're, I see food and I take a unit or two or three or four based on what I see. And mm-hmm. it's like, you can just feel it. Mm-hmm. And that's worked for me for a long time. But then that, 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 that doesn't help me whenever I'm out at a food truck. Well, it also doesn't help you if you're not a pumper. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. So yeah. like, I really have so to So if I miss, I can just you hit can, an extra unit. Right. Yeah. Or eat something. So that's... True. For me, I take a little bit more time to think about what's on my plate before I shoot up. Okay. So, hey, you, you're rolling into a food truck. Okay. You pick something. Say you decide to... What's something you would get at a food truck? Well, there's a food truck here that's a... It's actually a vegan one, which is rare, but it was a vegan mac and cheese. Okay. So yeah, you get the vegan mac and cheese off the food truck. Well, and I think... Are you going to hassle these people for carb counts? Right. What, what are you going to do? Well, I actually... I ordered something else, but it was... I ate some of my friends and I had no idea. I'm Let's just, pretend like you ate the whole thing of vegan mac and cheese. Well then... Okay. So it's a, a small... I don't know how many, like two scoops, three... Let's just say three large teaspoons or tablespoons. I don't know. Half a cup. <laughs> It's a full cup. It's a full cup. I would just think about it in white bread terms, like normal pasta. To me, that little thing, I would have said it was 48 carbs. Now, I have no idea if it was right or not. Yeah. Okay. I could see it in my mind. Yeah. Okay. You just said it was about 48 carbs. Yeah. And in my mind, I would have just taken two and a half units, but I have no idea that I wouldn't have calculated out the carbs. Well, like... But I know my carb ratio is 15. And mine's per. 12. So that I would have had like around a 42-ish mm-hmm. range in carbs. Okay. Well, let's talk yeah. about a piece of fruit, like a papaya. To eat a whole papaya. Right. Which I know you do. Like yeah. I would never do that just because I have no idea. I'd have to look it up. Now for a papaya, I did. I, I went and looked at the carbs. Okay. You know, on the papaya. Example, right. Yeah. But I guess, you know, I guess I didn't, I didn't really do that whenever I was spending time in a place that had a lot of papaya. I think I would just eat it 
but it depends because whenever I'd have it, it would be right before I started surfing. So I didn't have to take any insulin for it because then I would just get in the water and you swim knew, yeah. it off, you know? And so that, yeah, I don't know. So I guess this, well, there's so many things. Yeah. There's so many factors. Yeah. And we basically just have said, we have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Again, hashtag walking science project. Someday you get it. And some days you get it and some days you don't. And do your best. Do your best. Try to count the carbs. It's a great start. And know the staples. Like, have a good understanding of what the staples are so you can build off of it. Mm. I mean, does that make sense? It does. Like, if you knew yeah. that a potato yeah. was this and a banana is this mm. uh, or a... Yeah. Find a comparable. A comparable. Oh, And what about exercising some risk management, too? It's probably not wise to, like, uh, stop off at, like, the homemade ice cream place and get a large and eat the dinner. Maybe we should like try to find a, a lower carb approach at a place that we really don't know right. the carbs at. Or if you're going to eat the ice cream, maybe not have like two slices of pizza too. Oh, that's you know, a hell of let's, a meal let's right minimize there. our range of error. Right. right? Yeah. yeah. That, that so horrible, we hope that that, that was a horrible analogy. I'm so sorry for everyone. My bad. <laughs> yeah. Guys. The, the fact that <laughs> there's no way I'd sit and eat two pieces of pizza and ice cream. I wouldn't order ice cream. You love ice cream. Mm-mm. Sorbet, yeah, maybe, but still, the, yeah. <laughs> hey, I great, great like, question, <laughs> great question. Thank you, thank you, Ray, for dropping it. We know nothing. roll on in to what has become my personal favorite time of the show because who doesn't enjoy um, a compliment oh yeah every once in a while you know we've been lucky enough that or we've deleted i'm just kidding <laughs> any negative comments i'm just that, totally that is kidding. the tough thing about the itunes review is that it's if somebody, honest, if yeah, somebody yeah. leaves you a one star review you can't take it off yeah you know there's you can't we'll just find delete you. the comment <laughs> we'll hunt you down you will not get a t-shirt we know your ip address yeah <laughs> we'll give you a bag of skittles if, if you actually out there know how to get in touch with itunes and let us get a hold of these people please let us know but <laughs> we, we do not have that capability at this point all right so this week's review comes from diving mc uh, the title being fresh fresh fun and honest five stars mm. this podcast is so much fun to listen to between the conversations and interactions of amber and ryan to the guests on the show everything is so open and casual to listen to yet informative even as someone without type 1 diabetes uh, it's refreshing to hear such a unique and uplifting side to something that many of us know might impact someone close to us. Keep up the great work on future episodes. Yay. Yeah. For somebody, I think that's our Pretty second cool. one for somebody who doesn't have diabetes. I'm glad that we're entertaining. Maybe they're learning something. <laughs> <laughs> diabetes impacts so many people. Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's cool. Thank you. Diving MC. Uh, please drop us an email info. com, And we will send you a shirt. And a picture of Ryan. <laughs> 
Uh, that's new. That's thre- a, that, I think I threatened that once before. That, but. Oh, that is. Yeah, that, that has been threatened. And he will be on a surfboard. We'll make it fun. <laughs> <laughs> or Halloween costume. We could have like different Ryans. There's been a few. <laughs> <laughs> Several of them have had surfing as the theme. Yeah. All right. If you'd like to support the show, remember to make those Amazon purchases after clicking through our Amazon banner at diabetesdailygrind.com. Click it on the right side. Save it uh, on your homepage, bookmark it, and we will ride off into the sunset. Controlled by Jeff Bezos. I feel like as we're wrapping this up, what is the thing? Like drop the mic? (laughs) Is that a real thing? You could drop the mic right now. Uh, Are you going to drop the mic? No, I don't. I wouldn't. No. That was that was my that was that was pitiful. That probably just hurt your ears. Oh, let's not do it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, just another exciting episode. Real life diabetes. Signing off. Uh, to everyone out there living their best life with diabetes. We again say cheers to the highs and lows. Woo! Keep it going. Yes, I